Hello, friends and fellow adventurers. Welcome to the MinMaxed Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue Blood Lords. As always, we'd like to invite you to come join our Discord to reconnect with us and other listeners of the show. And if you'd like to throw a little financial support our way, you can check out our Patreon. And a shout-out to all of those that are Lich Level and above. Rock Jedi, Wolf, Blotimus Slump, Thunder Mammoth, The Trevor Project, Das Chris, Fizzgig, AC Goldner, Eric R., Optus Gonna Sneak Right Past You There, Indie Link, Tawdry Monster, Mercutio, Angel Shadowheart, Sight Rendon, The Necromancer Forever, Doc Holiday, Corey, Robert T., Jason K, Dicky Lopez, Bobson Dugnut, Rickety Ropebridge, Alex K, Doma Alaka, Frank L, Just Mike Works, Ross D, Argoon's Long Lost Elbow, Fig Deer, Zach S, Jamie H, Mr. Turtle, Sleeve, Darren, Caleb W, Pickle, Mr. Grimm, Fire Down, M54 Ewas, Jameson S, Eric R, Plus 2, Vorpal Salmon of a Wagging, I'm Not a Robot, George F, Leo Hart, Hard Hard Hard, Witch Hunter, Jeremy D, Matthew M, Scott E, Progeny of Cuchulin, Liz Giggles, Calistria Specialty, Brandon K, Grigas Maximus, Andrew G, Evan Flames, Booming Thunder, Henry, and a School of Fish. Thank you all so much for your support. And now a recap of Session 40. We head to the Palidium, a small church to Ergothoa. We learn a bit about the substance Shadow Ash. It can be combined with poison, and it makes it easy to raise a corpse into an undead. It's also very difficult to create. As we have a conversation with one of the priests, four cloaked figures enter the temple, and Lucan catches sight of their Ferasmin holy symbols. He shouts out to kill them, and combat ensues. The battle is graphic and horrific for our enemies. They terroristically murder members of the congregation, but we cut them down with great violence and prejudice. As the final holy warrior falls, the dust from the battle settles. Well, in the aftermath of the scene, you gather up the bodies. Nobody argues with you about it. Vilnithna comes up to Shara. What brash actions by the Church of Phrasma here today? Foolish actions. Yes, it was quite a surprise. I commend you on your bravery. Has the Church seen much of this in Geb? Not at all. Presmond's always. Well, let's just say there may be the occasional zealot that crosses the borders with some holy crusade in their heads. They rarely make it far. These made it farther than most. Was a good thing you were here. Yes, it was rather opportune for yourself and your congregants, though, those that survived. And he takes a look around at some of the destroyed congregants that are in uh, the temple. He looks down and shakes his head. Attendance was low enough as it is. This will be quite a hit to the shrine here. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Perhaps you can play up the fact that they were destroyed here, these zealots. For truth. And you did make quite the show outside of the Palladium. Maybe you're right. Could be a good opportunity. Would you be willing to come visit and speak of your exploits here? I would be happy to. Excellent. Well, you came here for a reason. I would love to help in whatever way that I can. Is there any more that I can answer for you today? Now that we are better acquainted, I feel I can speak a little more openly. We are worried about some sort of plot to 
turn mass people into undead. Which is not by itself a problem or a bad thing necessarily, but believe the way it is they are planning on going about it is not good. Seems perhaps this Shadow Ash is a, uh, could be a component that they, uh, wish to use in this attempt. Very interesting. And who do you think is leading this plot? Do you have any leads? Not as many as we would like, but at the moment, our key suspect is a uh, Nethnelma, who would be the one that had requested the Shadow Ash. Belnethna's eyebrows shoot up a bit. It's true. Nethnelma was the one who requested the ash. With that much shadow ash, she could turn an entire city into living dead. Though that would be glorious for Agathoa, the Ghost King, Geb. May he reign forever. May he reign forever? Holds tightly to the truth that the undead and the quick, working in tandem, is the better political system than just the dead alone. As much as I may disagree. These actions strike against the dead laws. They may, if you have the evidence. As far as I know, Nathnelma is a well-respected academic in the city. Yes, but she's a member of the Grave Claws, and the Grave Claws, we have been slowly working our way through them, and she is the next on our list of suspects, as we mentioned. And each has led us to the next place. I see. She was the one financing the actions in Packed. I don't know if you heard about Packed, but it was taken over by Decrosia, who quite openly defied Geb. Unfortunately, I haven't heard of those tales. But if you're half as competent as you've proven yourself to be today, perhaps you speak truth. I am not the law, but I can give you the information that I have. Truth be told, should this Grave Claw's goals be achieved? Well, from my position, sitting back and watching it isn't so bad now, is it? What's your name again? Shara. Shara. Wouldn't you think the Pallid Princess would enjoy such an act? The Pallid Princess does indeed relish her undead, but not necessarily probably in this this way. Hmm. Well, we may have our differing opinions, but the Pallid Princess has given you your powers, so you must be on her path. I wish you luck, Shara. Have you ever heard the phrase separation of church and state? Have you ever talked about separation of church and state with a priest before? Yes, it's quite a... Well, I just think we wouldn't get anywhere, but that's all right. Differing opinions. I thank you again for your work here today. And if you don't have anything else to say... That's all I got. Vilnithna has their work cut out for them. Yeah, I just... Just kind of trying to look to see if there's anything I can find about Urgothoa and how she prefers her undead, whether to come willingly or whatnot or not, but... No, I don't think she cares. I think it's... I think the priest is right that Urgothoa would be all about this shit, but 
we're not here for Urgothoa. We're here for the blood lords who uphold the dead laws. In theory. And this goes against the dead laws. Hmm. Urgothoans. Yeah, she does say that she's generally generally worshipped by those wishing to become undead. But it doesn't necessarily say that she would be upset about them being forced to become undead. <laughs> no, I can't imagine she would be. Well, also, you know, one of the church's things is reaping. Senior priests of Urgothoa sometimes practice a ritual known as reaping. The priest will put on a gray robe and arm himself with a vorpal scythe. The priest then heads out into the a world to, okay. to cause as much death and destruction as he can before being driven back to his sanctuary. <laughs> yep, okay, all right. Yeah, I think the Urgothoans would definitely be behind a plot like that. Or not behind, but like they would get behind a plot like this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Anti-paladins of Urgothoa, they hope to emulate their patroness by hastening all to their unavoidable graves and see undead as the ultimate expression of existence, as they have transcended both life and death. Here's what I love about Shara as a character. It's almost like Urgothoa is edging Shara with, like, you're not quite undead, Not right? quite undead, yeah. Like, you're just, yeah, like, part, that- part of the way there. When I chose the Revenant, that's kind of like, yeah, I was like, she's not really undead, which kind of makes her upset because, or not necessarily, I mean, does she wish to maybe be undead at some point? Probably. If that's Urgothoa's will. Oh, it totally is, and you know it is. <laughs> but but then why, then she would think to herself, why wouldn't she have done it immediately then? Good point. If that was her will. So she is a little confused on that. Well, we'll get to that later. But she also looks back and goes, this is the the path that she was given by Urgothoa, so she would not have been put into this group if she was meant to, if she was not meant to stop this plot. Or maybe somehow stopping it will put you in a position where you have to make a choice. Oh, Jesus, yeah, let's see if we can really fuck with the AP. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny with Urgothoans being so prevalent in Geb and what this particular plot is trying to do it does kind of present this religious dilemma yeah, for Urgothoans especially since Urgothoans are not lawful evil exactly so strictly following Geb's dead laws are not probably terribly high on their list most of the time mm-hmm. not that they can't be lawful evil because she is a neutral evil god but I would say the, the majority of them probably are not Though I suppose there's an argument to be made that because it's Geb, that some of your more lawful evil followers of Urgothoa would find their way to Geb as opposed to some others, but... Is uh, Lucan lawful evil? Or is he neutral? Lucan is lawful evil. Yep, lawful evil. So, you've been to the Palladium. You stopped a Phrasm plot, a little terrorist plot. And uh, you gathered information about Shadow Ash and what... It does, as a rare alchemical ingredient. Previously, you discovered where Nathnelma's office was, which you've already investigated, and you also know where her home is, as well. Yeah, we might have to go to her home to see if we can find out what else she's hiding. Now that we know what the ash does, we know that the information we're looking for is not in her office. And just kind of as a quick reminder, Bloodlord Zithni... And Bloodlord Kyrill both wanted you to bring Nathnelma to them, not the other, alive. 
It's at this point that we're going to, well, talk about what you do next. You've got some information, but where do you go now? What do you do now? So the problem is we don't have a lot. We don't have a lot of information. Kind of feel like our options are either go talk to Bloodlord again or just go to her house and see what we can find. I do have a thought. I would like to go see a high-level alchemist in this city. Okay. See if they can make us some shadow ash and also see what they think of the combination of these three ingredients now. See what happens when you mix all three of them. See if we can do some tests on what happens if you like administer that to a person. So it's not difficult to find a high-level alchemist. You can find items of all levels in Eled, but you find yourself someplace that's upscale, someplace that's in a nicer part of, t- part of town, if you will, and certainly has some of the most complex-looking concoctions. So you walk into this nice high-end shop. Everything's really fancy-looking. There's that you know sickly sweet smell of a ghast in the area, and this goblin ghast pops out from behind the counter and uh, there's, you know, alembics and alchemical tools scattered all over the place. Some of them are shattered but still have liquid in them and have Bunsen burners under them because, hey, you really can't waste a good flask. Every now and then he uh, goes up to check a concoction, swirls it a bit, and then sticks his long ghoul tongue and give it a little taste and then swirl it around with the tongue, tap it off, Put it back on the burner. Continue the concoction. As you walk in, the goblin goes, Welcome! Welcome! To... Hmm. Toad in the wet sprocket. You can't just give me obscure indie <laughs> 90s bands. Wow. That's a reference I didn't get. <laughs> trying to think of a good undead alchemist shop name. Cadaverous Concoctions. Welcome to Cadaverous Concoctions. How can I help you today? Hello, my name is Lucan Haller. I am looking for perhaps a bit of an unusual, unusual request. I would like to have some substances made, but I'd also like to consult you and your expertise in alchemy. Expertise, I have expertise. Years and years and decades and decades of expertise. Brain grit, tremor paste, shadow ash. What do you know of these three items? Brain grit, known to give mortals mild headaches, serves no other purpose than just to, well, occasionally numb the pains from bodily aches. But it has the unfortunate side effects, of course, to the quick, for headaches. Trauma paste, all that does is called mild muscular discomfort. Shadow ash, on the other hand. Shadow ash, oh, rare ingredient that. You come here with the name like shadow ash on your tongue. Shadow ash is infused with necromantic energies. If in combined with the poisons, it can make bodies more susceptible to raisins. So this is known, like this is something that just anybody might know who is an expert. True enough, true enough. Shadow ash, however, is not a cheap material. No, no, nor is it easy to make. Are you capable? My shop is not honestly equipped for such a thing. Generally, you may find something like that more at a uh, a temple, perhaps, to Urgothor with some uh, high-level casters, spellcasters. I see. 
If I were to procure some, I would go ask the celebrants myself. But they'll charge an arm and a leg. <laughs> and I don't want to give up my arms and legs. Well, we might be able to procure a few. If we were to get some of these ingredients, I would be most curious to have you test them for us. Test? Brain grit and tremor paste, what do those do? Why? That's what we want to know. Brain grit, tremor paste, shadow ash. Mm -hmm. What I would like is for you to test them together, see what they might be able to do, and, if you can, deduce if there's anything else that might be able to be mixed with them to cause other effects. We're trying to solve a bit of a mystery. He has this bandolier across his chest with uh, open flasks in each of them, just kind of upright, and his ghoulish tongue just like goes down and dips into one of the flasks and comes back and... Mm, let me think. Give me a diplomacy check. A 23? I could attempt to aid. 32. That's a plus one. <laughs> Yeah, plus that gets me twenty-four. Hmm. Experimenting's always fun. I love experimenting, although I don't honestly see any potential for fire in anything like this. So I'm not uh, jumping at it. We'll pay you, of course. You will, and then you can spend that on whatever flaming things you wish. A singular dose of shadow ash can run upwards of 150 gold just on its own. We'll find a way to procure it. This is important. We'll bring you the ingredients. We just need you to test them. If I get to keep all of the ingredients and you bring me enough shadow ash to work with experimenting, plus a little bit extra, I agree. All right, I think we could probably work that out. And we'll bring you some corpses? Maybe some quick as well. We want to see what it does to them. Bring both! I'll take both! Yes, of course. Several of both, actually. Experimenting can be... messy. Yes. New control substances and subjects are needed occasionally. Of course, of course. This is what we're looking for, so... We will return. It's good to know that you're up to the task. We'll return with what is needed. Fine, fine. Yes, yes. Good, good. Can I ask, what's this for? I'm afraid you cannot. Well, you may, but we won't answer. What's this for? I'm sorry, I can't answer. Damn it! Thought I'd drink you. Fine. <laughs> Bring me your shadow ash brain grit and trauma paste. We'll see what we can do with them. Very well. And I guess we're going to go need to see the celebrants to see if they can get some for us. We did just defend a temple of Urgothoa. Maybe they owe us one. I'm going to just real quick assumption here that you're going to go find an alchemist. That's just going to take a day of downtime at least. And then go the day after that. So we're two days after the... Palladium so we're so we're rested and healed and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody, go ahead and heal yourselves and get your spells back if you had had any taken away. Just cast my summoner's precaution as I do every day. Okay, yes, celebrants. Then it doesn't take very long of asking around. The celebrants are a new and rising. Well, I shouldn't say new. They're uh, they they're reemerging great faction. You think probably the best place to find a representative of the celebrants would likely be 
at, at one of the more illustrious temples to Urgothoa, like uh, the Pallid Pinnacle, for example. That might be one of your best bets. What do you say, Shara? Care to go to another temple of Urgothoa? Absolutely. Um, what might you suggest to kids on their good side? Well, celebrate, I would assume. Celebrate Urgothoa, that makes sense. All right. Uh, how does one celebrate Urgothoa? I guess I make a knowledge religion check, but also I ask Shara. I thought you were an Urgothoan I am. <laughs> yeah, like Easter and Christmas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Indulge. Over. Indulge. Overindulge. All right. Okay. And a whole night of that with Bloodlord Zithney. I sure did. I get a 30 on my knowledge religion check. Okay. Yeah, you would absolutely know that. Okay. Let's go. So you make your way to one of Eled's most illustrious temples to Urgothoa, the Pallid Pinnacle. The Pallid Pinnacle is much like the Palladium was set in a, a style that would indicate bones, like a rib cage and spinal column. The Pallid Pinnacle uses the same ideas, except for instead of a spine that's like laying down, it's an entire skeletal rib cage going straight up. It's made in the likeness of Urgothoa. This massive monument to the Pallid Princess is in one of the busiest districts any lead. Does it seem like the location is why this one does so much better than the Palladium when the Palladium's been around longer? Is there any kind of indication on why this one, why the Palladium was, has been deteriorating and losing congregants and stuff like that? Compared to the, Compared to the Pallid this one, Pinnacle? This one and other illustrious ones that are in town. Gosh, do you have any sort of society check? No. No, I didn't think so. I think religion would work here, perhaps. So go ahead and give me a religion check. 25? This information is kind of twofold. Yes, the location makes a difference. The fact that the architecture in the building itself is newer, more extravagant, and very over-the-top as Urgothoans tend to be sometimes. But it's also something that you're aware of that the celebrants are actually injecting money into certain temples of Urgothoa, but not all shrines and temples to Urgothoa. Why, you don't know. But a lot of this has to do with the fact that the celebrants are intervening, not intervening, are involving themselves with some of these institutions. All right. Let's go in. Sounds shady to me, but this is Geb. Everything's shady. Also, we're like three hours in, Tyler, and no hero point so far. <laughs> Holy shit, you're right. You're not a single one. Not a single one. Uh, everybody gets a hero point. Oh, hey. hell yeah. I'm going to use it right now. Sweet. I'm excited. What's uh, it for? Uh, on what? Who's the closest person that's an NPC? Some worshiper at this uh, palatinical. <laughs> just some fucking level one commoner. Cybers. Are you going to rot a wonder one of them? Cybers. Hey, we need some corpses for our alchemy friend. Let's. Did we take the four corpse? Did we take the four phrasma chicks? Oh, yeah. I assumed that you did. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got their, we've got their corpses. What are we going to do with them? <laughs> Raise them. Stop being weird about it, man. <laughs> 
I'm going to stitch them all back together after Arya's cut them in half, and then we're going to turn them into zombies. Oh, God. We could stitch them into, like, one big Phrasmid abomination. One big abomination. Now they are a cloistered oh, cleric. They're cloistered. His <laughs> <laughs> singular cloistered cleric. <laughs> a cloister oh, of cloistered cleric. Cloister of yeah, there we go. The bone-white spire of the Pallid Pinnacle is the primary temple to Ergothoa in Eled. Although less impressive than the similarly styled Panopticon, and less influential than the Cathedral of Epipha- Epiphenomena? Epiphenomena? Sure. Oh god, in Mechatar, the temple nevertheless, nevertheless holds an important position in Eled's largest house of worship. I don't have a picture of the Pallid Pinnacle. I do have a picture of the Panopticon. Not that that helps you. It said it was in a similar style. In we go. So as you make your way in, you were met by a low-level priest, uh, you know, somebody just kind of attending the, the, the front desk. A, husk, a female husk zombie. As you walk in, she says, How can I help? Yes, hello. Thank you for welcoming us. Have we... you come to partake in the uh, the daily feast? Of course, of course. Wonderful. We would also wish to Down speak the hallway to... to the left. If possible, we would love to speak with a cleric or not cleric, um a priest. Someone um an, an officiant of some sort. Oh, well technically I am. Particularly one that knows alchemy. Oh, alchemy. Strange request. Okay. Our donations will be generous. You know, I wonder... Yes, uh, perhaps Mr. Flumbottom is available right now. I'll go check. Have a seat. I do. I go look for the offering plate. Is there an offering plate? There there's is gotta be like. Plate. There's got to be, like, not a plate, but, like, this is Ergothoa. Like an, like an authoring, like, fucking altar. It's the skull... Of a giant that is hollowed out and then set with a marble bones or a marble stone inlay. That's cool. So it's this huge like offering bowl that has coins in it, but it also has a bunch of other just like really course, over the top stuff. shit. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes there's just some over the top shit in there. It's, there's some blood that's lingering at the bottom because people sometimes just offer blood. That makes sense. As well as other things of the like. Yeah, Shirley looks at the blood. We're not Kuthites. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I look at the blood and go, it's all right, I'm good, I'm good. And I throw a few coins in there. It would almost be like finding a full pizza just on the sidewalk, face down. Oh, face down. That has to be the dirtiest blood. <laughs> oh, right. gross. That's okay. Disgusting and coagulated. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> all right, all right. Anyways. So it takes a moment, but uh, she returns. With her is a a husk zombie gnome. You have a question for a, for a priest. A priest with alchemy uh, experience. That's me. I do alchemy things. You make that sound so sinister. Of course it is. What do you think I do the alchemy things for? Sinister things. All, all I can think of is Golem. <laughs> well, what were you doing? 
Sneaking. Sneaking. <laughs> well, it is so kind of you to see us. We are looking for information on Shadow Ash. And perhaps to procure some. Shadow Ash? Procure some? Yes. Have you made an offering? Absolutely, priest. Good, good, good. Get used to making more. Follow me. <laughs> I do. And I do. <laughs> he uh, he takes you down uh, through, his, through you know, the, the back hallway through the office area. There's a couple of different, almost like paper pushers, right? You've got the people who are there scheduling, who run the church, and going about the daily business of the temple. You get back to his office, and much unlike some of the other ones, you're finding alchemical, much like the shop that you were just in. Maybe not quite as destroyed. This particular alchemist has everything meticulously labeled, and there are even, if you look at the desk, there are circles drawn in on the desk exactly where the Alembic should be. And if any of them are out of place, like he walks by and he just puts them back into the circle or their little drawn-out space on the desk just to reorganize. I like this very much. I see you with Shadow Ash. You need Shadow Ash. That's good. Aspiring necromancers, perhaps? Mm, With some money. With some money, yes. And backers. We are doing the work of the highest authorities in Gep. The highest? How high the highest? Not quite Geb himself. Oh, not quite Ghost King Geb. Ah, Bloodlord's work. Mm. Dirty Bloodlord's work. Official Bloodlord's work. Official. Official. Absolutely official. Officially dirty Bloodlord's work. Isn't all Bloodlord's work a little dirty, though? (laughs) That's why I love working with them. (laughs) All right, fine. I'll help you with some Shadow Ash. Perhaps you heard of the attack on the Palladium? The Parasmans? Yes. Oh, I did hear about that. It was we who slayed them. That was you. Wait, are you the vampire that was up front? Yes, that's me. Don't you recognize the teeth? And how do you not recognize this figure, darling? Come uh, well, on. I, sorry, sorry. You know, the recording rods that they use these days, they're good. They're very fun. The, 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 the quality is okay, but it, you know, it's not like being there. But yes, that was us. So... I, I just I just hope that you understand we do have Urgothoa's best interests in mind. Hmm. And Gebs. And Gebs, yes. Gebs must. Hmm, yes. Okay. I'm interested. Shadowash is not cheap to make, and I don't exactly have a phoenix on hand to just kill. Uh, oh, oh, is that what it takes? Well, potentially. Yes, well, we were just told it was expensive. We were not told the... What was, went into creating it? Oh, there's many mazes that you can make shadow ash. Depends on the type of quantity you need. The distillation process takes time. A lot of time, actually. If you would like a single dose, it would take me probably two weeks to get it together. And even still, that's just a single dose. Uh, what if we wanted two? Two doses? I can kind of double work in that. Three weeks for that. All right. And of course, uh, we would make a hefty donation to the Church of Urgothoa. I expect nothing less. Oh, and I... Oh, hold on. Uh, where is it? Oh, here it is. Goes into a desk drawer and pulls out a little skull with a little miniature replica of the offering plate that was up front. I have my own plate, too. 
Yes, of, of course, of course. Your work is highly valued. I say, and I pull out some gold and like 20 gold into his own little skull. Pokes his head up. Not a bad donation. Let's talk about just a, a half dose. And remember, we did save much of the congregation of the Palladium. Hmm. I'll make a diplomacy check. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Now, now's the time I want the diplomacy. I get a 31. All right, we can do two. Much appreciated, priest. Consider this payment from the pallid princess's priests for your heroic deeds at the Palladium. Thank you. Thank you. You are most kind and generous and a true glutton. Hmm. Yes. Yes, yes. I'll be making four doses just so I can play with it myself. Ah, see, the excess. That is what I admire about you, priests of Urgothoa, so much. Mm. You do know how to flatter me. You can continue to flatter in excess if you would like. Of course I will. You're most charming and deserving of such flattery. He looks over at Shara, who's... He has kind of, like, just, like, not given to deference to necessarily, but uh, it... You know, acknowledges Shara with the head nods as he's as he's talking to uh, Luke in here. There is a reason I keep him around. He is very good. <laughs> and 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 uh, I, I wink at the zombie. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm excited for this. Will you tell me what it's for? Someone is plotting against citizens of Geb. And we have been tasked with finding out exactly what they're up to and how to stop it. Interesting. Interesting indeed. With involving Shadow Ash. Yes, their machinations involve Shadow Ash. And you could see, like, his eyes start darting back and forth and his fingers start tapping together. And you can almost see the gears turning in his head. Right, because of, of course, of course, Death Nelma contacted them, too. Question, 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 and just a few questions. A couple. Ask many questions. Good, 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 good. The indulgence of knowledge is the same as any other. Mm. A man of taste, I see. Of course. If, say, Shadow Ash is used to imbue recently deceased quick bodies with necromantic energies... It does make them easier to raise. Of course. Generally, there needs to be some sort of additive. It is an additive to a poison most of the time. Yes. Too bad I can't find a way to add it to a disease. Ooh. And if you could? If I could? Would that be possible? I don't know. I'd have to look into it. I'd have to try. That's why I'm making the extra doses. I'll give you a few more, a little bit more information. Brain grit, tremor paste. We believe the shadow ash is being mixed with those. Why? That's exactly why we've come to you. A mild muscle irritant and a a headache powder? It doesn't make any sense. But so many things in alchemy don't make sense until you... Combine them, and they make something bigger and better than themselves, the sum of their parts. It's true. It's true. 
And perhaps there's another something that's missing that brings it all together. So, a few more questions, questions, questions. I heard from a friend, and not here, but at another temple, a smaller temple. Somebody who came to them requesting something similar to the same to what you're all requesting of me, but in obscene quantities. Yes, we're aware. You say you're here in, in, in behest of a blood lord, investigating. More than just one, in fact. More than one? More than one? Who's your suspect? Could you tell me who your suspect is? We could certainly put in a... We could put in a good word for you with the blood lords if everything pans out. Oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. The celebrants have our backs, and that's fine. It's okay, we don't need them, and we got them. Will you tell me your suspect's name? Well, I suspect you already know it, don't you? Interestingly, I don't. Oh. Will you tell me? She did not approach you in your temple? No. She approached the Palladium. She did, she did. Is that why you were there? It is, indeed. I wonder. Wonder, I wonder. It was a hag. Do you have plans for her? That depends on if we find out she's guilty of anything or not. Hmm. Do you know what her plot is? We have ideas, but not fully. That is part of why we want to know what this concoction might create to help get an idea of what she's doing. Okay, all right. Well then, I agree. Come back in three weeks' time. And make a sense motive on his questions on why he's asking if we think that maybe he knows more than he's letting on about who it is and stuff like that. 100% you can sense motive, yes. That's diplomacy, right? Uh, no, it's just perception. Oh, it's perception now. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something's not that it was diplomacy. Uh, 28. He seems to be hinting at, like, he really wants to know who your suspect is. But he didn't really start asking about that portion of it. He was really just super interested about the Shadow Ash itself. But he really started changing over to the person who is asking for it. He honestly doesn't seem to know. But he wants to know about her because you can almost see this, like, mischievous smile on his face. Like he wants to help her. Maybe. I'll lean over to Luke and... I believe we've told him everything we should at this point. Well, certainly we've told you everything we know. It is an ongoing investigation. Well, I suppose then that uh, that this will be the time to find out. Exactly. And anything we learn, of course, we will keep you, our dear compatriots, informed. Is that a deception? Yeah. Yeah, it probably okay. is. I want you to give me, yeah, give me a deception check on that. I think I'll take one of those hero points. I got a 23, and I think I want something just a little bit better than that. So I've got two hero points. How about a 27? We'll go with the 27. I like that. Well used. 23 was a failure. 27 is a success. Hey. Well, wonderful, wonderful. I'd love to know more about this. Of course. Of course. Of course you would. God. Well, I must be to work, then. I have some ingredients to get. A distillation takes ages. Much obliged. So when should we return? Three weeks. Three weeks. And as we go back up, I will put another donation into the uh, 
the pot upstairs. Uh, we'll do another 20 gold. I know that doesn't come out to the value of the shadow paste, but 20 gold for him, 20 gold to the church. Shadow. Okay. So 40 shadow total orders, from... Me. Yep. I spent of... 40 total gold. Okay. Okay. I'm going to make note of that. I, I'd assist, but I literally have no gold. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all right. I, I, I mean, the other alchemist mentioned that it's like 150 per dose, and we're getting two for 40. So it's like, okay, I'll give what I can. I'm fucking rich, boys. <laughs> and then I'll bill it to Bloodlord Haldoli. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Invoice for our services. Invoice for our services. <laughs> expense uh, report. Expense, expense report. report. Yeah. <laughs> fucking fill out an expense report. Hold on, I'm going to create a new journal entry. Month uh, end expense report. <laughs> expense report. <laughs> Yeah, we won't even go into the gold it's going to cost to raise these uh, these uh, phrasmins into anything useful. <laughs> oh no, how much is it going to cost? Depends on what level creature we want to make them into. Because do we have to use their level, or can we make a like a lower level cre- version of them? Oh, you can you can do the the level or lower. Because we couldn't even do a sixth level one right now because that that would require a fifth level spell, which we can't do. Unless, of course, the shadow ash would make it easy. <laughs> Holy fuck, it totally would. <laughs> but we, we've already... I mean, the, our Shadow Ash is already spoken for. We don't have enough yeah. to use it willy-nilly on other things. So it's three weeks for the Shadow Ash, and then the Goblin wants to experiment for two. So it's five weeks if you want to do both of those things. So do you want to just have that five weeks pass while you're waiting for this? Or is there something that you would like to do within those five weeks? I don't know, it's a long time, but... It's a long-ass time. I don't know that going to other temples are really going to do us a whole lot of good. And do we want to enact uh, an attack on Nethnelma before we've run the tests? That's what I'm trying, but kind of trying to decide. Like, Would that be beneficial? Like... Knowing more would knowing more be beneficial, or does it really make a difference? Like if we just go deal with her now, and we find out later what the purpose is. I mean, maybe we find out the purpose from her, and we don't even need to do what we're doing. But this is kind of like a backup, right? In the case that we can't figure out what she's doing from her, we can figure it out a different way. Maybe. I think you've got a good backup plan so far, for sure. I think we go to her house, try to. Either sneak in or just confront her at her house or something. Okay. I'm down for that. We either just go sometime when we know she's got a class. Just go to her go to her place. And just wait there for her to return. I mean depends on what we find. Alright. Then let's take some time to do some research on when she's gonna have her next class. That shouldn't be too hard to figure out, right? No yeah, not at all. I assume she has a pretty standard daily class schedule. Standard daily class schedule. Yep, you'll be able to find out her schedule pretty quickly. With some observation. With some observation. She'll find that she's really only out during the day. She comes back to her place or her home during the evening hours. When do you not die? Is that what level is it that you won't die from being out in the sun? Oh, already. I'm already there. I don't die. I just get slowed three really fast. Okay, so if we got you to the house and inside, you should be fine. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, I, and of course I can always go in Sun Trinker. Is that the plan then? I think so. I think it is. Let's do it. You can meld until we get inside, then you can pop out. Yep. So it's uh, it's two days after the incident, the Palladium, uh, when you're finished with this. Well, let's say three days. It's three days after. Is there anything uh, that you're waiting for? Are you going to wait for a specific class? Are you just going to go during the normal day? So you're going in on the fourth day here, or what? Yeah, I mean, just any day that we know she's in class. That she's not going to be there. All right. Like 10 a.m.? I think 10 a.m. sounds good, or... I mean, assuming that's pretty soon after she leaves, so it's not like she's going to come back anytime soon. Because if it's like noon, you know, maybe she comes home for lunch that day. We don't want that, so... Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and transition over to Nathanomo's townhouse. Okay, I can imagine what kind of bullshit she's got here. The two-story brick townhouse is one of several such homes that fill this quiet neighborhood, not far from the twilight castrum. Oak trees draped with moss shade the grassy lawn and a few old gravestones. The front door is flanked by large windows, and more windows line the second floor. Mysterious green lights flicker from an upper window behind gray curtains. Uh, perception check to look for fucking traps or guards or anything. Alright, go ahead. I was about to ask, does anybody even bother to look for traps or anything? I mean, I'll look. 27. I'll walk into any traps you want me to. (laughs) (laughs) You've got got your way to disable them. It's called my face. (laughs) Especially now that I have more HP. Kill me! What are you up to now? (laughs) 103. (laughs) 103, yes. And the feet made me break 100. Well, the 27 uh, Sundrinker can see that the uh, the front door here is relatively unremarkable, and it doesn't have any triggers or any switches or tripwires that they can see. Quick listen would indicate that it doesn't sound like there's any sort of patrol or guards or anything like that outside. Take a peek in a window. See anything, any movement inside? You take a look inside the window that's right here. You can see a table with some chairs, uh, almost like in a, a living area setting. There's another door that's in there, but no movement. No people or guardians or anything like that. Well, I suppose it's the best we're going to do. Mm, now how are we going to get in? Huh. Through the front door, I assume. Arius. All right. <laughs> Coming. <laughs> do that. Art is gonna do a force open here. Sure. Give me an athletics. Had you specifically said it was locked yet? Hey. No, I haven't said that at all. Are you gonna check and see if it's locked? Nope. Just kicking it open. Kicking it in. Twenty-three. The first foot hits it with a heavy thud. The door rebounds you back. The twenty-three doesn't quite do it. Just keep fucking doing it till it goes down. You can technically do it. Let's see how long it takes you. 32. Bit less than a second. 32 is a success, and with the second good boot, the door goes flying off of its hinges. It was locked. It's going to make a sun drinker joke, but uh, Shara wasn't there when that happened. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> she let the plant do it. 
Arius, when you kick the door open, it goes into a living area, like I sort of I described as through the window. But as soon as the door hits, there's a closet just to the right of this front door. The closet door opens, and this of course it does. Man steps out and in front of you. Oh fuck! That's he's, cool looking. He's a mummy. So I haven't seen many mummies yet. A mummy, and he's wearing, like, really fancy robes and, and, like, a fancy kilt. That claw's fucking cool, too. Yeah, a huge claw. The claw! The mistress is out, and you've kicked down her front door. Leave now before I destroy you. Okay, do we kill him, or...? The mistress being out is why we are here. Big words from the mummy. You've made a poor choice. Roll for initiative. All right. Well, for roll for initiative, have we made the right choice? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, standing on the kicked-down door in the doorway, interposing himself between the party and the rest of the residents, the zom- or the uh, mummy valet says, "You have one chance." Turn and leave. And on his turn, he activates his despair aura to really drive home that point, which makes both Shara and Kix, because they're living, frightened one. No save. You're just frightened one. I have a solution to that. Just in general, or? We kill him. Oh, that's good. I was say, step out of... Step out of the aura? <laughs> Wait six seconds. I fixed it. <laughs> no more despair. What'd you do? Did you just right-click it? No, I shut the door. Oh, you shut The mummy valet actually goes first, and he activates his despair aura for his first action, and then he passes his second and his third action. He awaits... Arius's response, which takes us to Arius. It's your turn. Do I kill him? Like we we're going in here, right? Yeah, we're doing it. Okay, it's on. I glare at him intimidatingly to start and get a thirty-two. A thirty-two is a success. Any chance you can shove him back from the door so we can get into the room? Maybe. I gotta look up how shove works. It's just athletics, right? It's just an athletics check against their uh, fortitude DC. I'm assuming it goes against my uh, map. It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll attempt to shove them. We'll see how this goes. Not great, but very, very poorly, in fact. Um, yeah. Twenty fourteen four. A seventeen is not a success, but it is not a critical failure either. Well, that's all right. It's all right. Well, um, yeah, I kind of feel like I did my job here. I'm a cleric. I'm just gonna, you know, take a step away. <laughs> I'll let somebody. I'll let it's Hank frontline. I don't need a stand here. Shares so like you push him out of the way. Arius tries. Mm. Your turn. You, you, you give it a shot. <laughs> all right. Then uh, after Arius, that takes us over to Lucan Hollow, who is currently melded into Sundrinker. It's your turn. That's true. I am. 
Sundrinker will move up to Mr. Zombie Man and attempt to do the same thing Arius did. Shove. Athletics. 23? A 23 is a failure. Okay. I'm doing it. I'm using a hero point. We're going to try again. Doing it? All right. Yep. How about a 28? Well used. A 28 is a success. The mummy valet gets pushed back five feet into the townhome. I follow, and I move around to get behind him, like, to here. So, ten feet away from him, all the way on the other side, so if anybody comes in the front door, they're flanking. That's correct. Got it. All right. Then, after the Lucan and Sundrinker combo steps into the townhome, that takes us over to... The second mummy valet, who was in the entrance of the other door. There is a back door, and he strides in with a, what the fuck's going on here, and sees Sundrinker in the room, and uses all three of his actions to square up with Sundrinker. I will, uh, yeah, I will take my attack of opportunity on him. You will? Okay, okay. And uh, I guess I'll go slashing. I don't know for sure, but, you know, mummies, you'd think you want to cut away their bandages and shit, right? Fair. So we'll try slashing. Now we'll get a 30 to hit him. A 30 is a hit. I will deal some damage. 16 slashing damage. 16 damage. That all goes through. All right. That takes us over to Shara. It's your turn. Okay, uh, Shara will move 15 feet straight forward to get up next to the mummy valet. And then I need to do my check for Dread Marshal stance. It's going to be an intimidation check. Uh, 24, which is probably, I think 23 is a success. So yeah, good. just barely a success, yep. Okay, so that gives me Dread Marshal stance. Or Dread Marshal, yeah, Dread Marshal stands, which gives me Dread Marshal aura. And then third action, we will uh, raise that shield. Raise a shield. Then that takes us over to kicks. It's your turn. Sure, we're just gonna throw stuff at it. That book on that table behind him. Oh no. Yeah. I'm gonna hit him with knowledge. A book with uh, that I don't know. I was gonna try to come up with the Geb equivalent to Van Gogh, but nothing comes to mind. Not a nice spy book. <laughs> Twenty-six. Whoa. Twenty-six. You guys see that, that rock hit. just come out of my fucking? Body? I did see that rock. That was quite the animation. And that's what I've got. And then you smack him with a book for twenty points of bludgeoning damage, and he takes all of that bludgeoning damage, which takes us to the top of round two. The mummy valet who had just passed his turn after giving you the order to leave looks on with just this silent disapproval. The scowl that he has deepens just a touch. And he rears back to punch Shara. Shara does a 21 hit. <laughs> it does not. It doesn't. Well, that sucks. With their second action then... He's going to try to trip you with his second action with the minus five. Does a 23 beat your reflex DC? Uh, yes. It does. Okay. He 
sweeps you with the legs. Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg and lands with a heavy crash. Shara is now prone. And with their third action, they're just gonna kind aim for the fences here and do a, a strike at max map. Critfish, not 19 won't do it. No. Then that takes us over to Arius. It's your turn. Arius is gonna wander into the room now that there's room for him. He just step right over. They can't go below Frighten 1 because your aura, right? Correct. Okay, alright. Uh, I move into flanking. There's like right in front of Sun Drinker. Nice little flanking line we got going there. Yeah, Arius has to like get up and step onto a couch in order to make it happen. <laughs> uh, Arius is gonna take a big ol' swing for his second action. Oh my, that was a 19. Fuck off, game. I already hate this server. I love that one. Um, yeah, I got two here. No, oh, it's very. I got two hero points. I use one of mine already. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. We got plenty, right? I don't want to sit on a fucking that one. Okay, thirty to hit while it's flanking. There you go. Flat-footed and frightened. Not quite a crit, but a thirty does hit. Okay. Uh, oof, that's some shitty rolls. Um, Eleven damage. Eleven. Disgusting. Takes all of it. 11 damage. Fucking terrible. I take another swing for my third action. That was so close to another nat one. I would have just rage quit right there. <laughs> um, I rolled a seven, got an 18. I yeah. assume that misses. 18 will miss. Then after Arius, that's going to take us over to uh, take us over to Lucan. I was going to try to combine Lucan and Sundrinker in some way. Sunken? Sunken. <laughs> Sunken? Uh, it's, I don't know why I don't like that, but I don't. It hasn't worked super well. Um, I do want to understand exactly what's going to happen when I'm melded here. I would assume if you're melded, you'd have to come out right next That's to That's a bad thing. Yeah, I think this combat, I'm just going to need to be Sundraker. I think that's uh, I think that's the answer. Is so, like escaping the meld too difficult? or It's three actions to unmeld, the same as it is three actions. Well, it's three actions to unmanifest Eidolon. Which is the same as manifesting Eidolon. They're basically it's like an on-off switch that both take three actions. So I would take three actions to unmanifest Eidolon. Then Lucan's sitting there, little weak Lucan, with no oh, actions left to do actions. anything. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's gotcha. just not gonna work. Okay, so I get cover if I'm trying to attack the one in front of Arius, right? Uh yes. Okay. It has lesser cover. It has lesser cover, which what? Gives it a plus two to its AC or something like that? One. One. Plus one? All right. And it's frightened to just... Yeah, I'm still doing it. That's the one to attack. We'll focus fire a little bit. Flank kind of overcomes that a bit, too. Yeah, hopefully. So, let's make... Does the slashing work? We'll just make another slashing strike against the zombie that's ten feet in front of me, five feet in front of Arius. I get a 27 to hit. A 27 hits. Fantastic. We'll deal it 13 damage. We'll swing again. Get a 26 to hit. 26 also hits. Deal it 18 damage. Nice. And we'll swing again. And get a miss with a 13. And that's my turn. And after Sundrinker like reaches around Arius and starts like whiplash slashing uh, the mummy, tatters of the you know the wraps are starting to fall off and gashes are being made in his robes. Not looking great, 
about halfway down now. Alright, that's going to take us over to the Mummy Valet, who is in uh, the back here. They're going to use their first action to swing around to the north, where the door is. Attack of opportunity again. Yep, go ahead. Gotta love that reach. Oh, I'm going to miss with 19. Okay, 19 does miss. Gets right up next to uh, his buddy and Shara and Arius, kind of side by side. And then with their second action, will attack Shara while they're down, taking advantage of that prone combatant in the doorway. Gets a 34 to hit. Uh, yeah. 34 hits, all right. So you're going to take 13 points of bludgeoning damage. I'm going to use my uh, selfish shield, which will mitigate five of that. So 13 down to eight. And then you'll also need to give me a fortitude save. Okay, I'm assuming this isn't a spell. It is not, no. Nat 20, 33. Nice. Nice. Critical success, you're totally fine. With their third action, they're going to attempt to trip Arius while Arius is up on the couch and in that flanking position. Dick move, okay. Totally, yeah, yeah. Well, the six on the die probably doesn't get it with an 18. No, no. All right, then that takes us over to Shara. It's your turn. Okay, Shara will stand up. Uh, second action, we'll raise that shield again. Third action, we will attack this mummy that uh, we're in this flanking train with. Uh, get a 30 to hit. 30 hits. We will deal it 14 slashing damage. All right. Takes on 14 more strips of the wrap start coming off. That is all my actions. Bottom around two kicks. It's your turn. Let's see. Unleash Psyche of one action cybers. I need a basic reflex save. All right, reflex save gets a 20. I don't know, Shara, is that plus two? Yeah, you are within my aura, so you get a plus two. 14 cybersty damage. Nice. Takes all of it, because he failed that check. Arius amped message. Do I get to do the fun stuff? Yeah, dude, hit a bitch. Hit a bitch. Hit a bitch. Bitch got hit. 31 to hit. That's a hit. Damn, you guys are getting real close to crits here. <laughs> really close. Better on the damage roll. 21 damage. Solid. Plus two, you're in my aura also. Oh, yeah, correct. It's 23 then. All right, all right. I'll take another plus two on there. A third action recall teachings. Done. All right. God, I fucking love your build, Spencer. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just so fucking cool. All right. Then uh, after kicks is going to take us to the top of round three. This is our uh, mummy valet who's just been getting his shit kicked. He uses his first action to start stumbling toward the stairs that are just to the left of the front door going up. Was that a five foot or? Uh, no, he's making a full movement. All right, I will aid Shara in attacking. I don't have one, but Arius should. No, Arius already used him. Oh, you I don't used have yours too? Yeah, I used mine. When did you I use... don't have attack of opportunity. Oh, you don't have one. Well, if I knew that, I would have selected you to do the attack. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I'm sorry, Swanee. I'll know better next time. No, I usually use mine for damage mitigation. Yeah. Makes their way up the stairs. What's he doing? Is he going to 
Just go to bed? You're not sure? He disappears? Going to get friends. That mummy kind of stumbles up the stairs as you've been slicing them up real good and all of the the individual muscle fibers that are keeping him together are now starting to fall apart. You don't see what happens upstairs afterwards. Upstairs at half speed? Upstairs is at half speed, yep. Uses all three actions to get up there, so he has no problem getting up there. Arius, your flanking buddy went bye-bye. It's your turn. Oh no. I moved ten feet over to the right and get him flanking. I should say victim, but yeah. Alright. <laughs> Time for a new victim. And s- this guy's not frightened yet, right? Not at all. Uh, second action, I will intimidating glare. I get a twenty-four. A twenty-four is a failure. My boys are fit. Damn, they got some high will saves. Okay. Do you prefer intimidating glare over intimidating strike? Uh, just because you get a bonus to it, and it, uh, it's just higher. I mean. If I hit them, they're frightened one, but there's a chance of me critting uh, the glare. Mm. Since I'm a master and I get the bonus. And they both take two actions anyways. It'd, it'd be glare and strike or a two action strike. Wait, a glare is not is two actions? No, my intimidating strike is two actions. Oh, oh. So okay. either way, the action economy is the same. I just have a better oh, chance of actually saying. critting the, the intimidation by doing it this way. Got it. No, Got yeah. it. I just wasn't sure because it. With Intimidating Strike, you just they automatically are frightened if you hit them, right? Correct. Yeah. I didn't realize their will saves were that high. Otherwise, I was just on the strike. You rolled really well on the first one. I had a 32. I was surprised I didn't crit it. Now I'm not because <laughs> I just failed with a 24. Okay. Yes. <laughs> not doing that again. Next time, I'll just fucking hit him and make him afraid. Make him afraid of my goddamn sword. Okay, third action, I'm going to take a swing. Well, I mean, you could make him afraid of it anyways. 22. God damn it. A 22 misses. That takes us over to Lucan. It's your turn. All right. Sun Hollow? No, I don't like it. No, there's there's nothing good. It's not possible. Hollow Drinker. No. Am I chasing after the dude or am I just going to kill this dude? I don't know. What are you doing? This guy literally hasn't been hit yet. That's not true. I hit him. I don't think we should chase after that guy. Oh, that's true. You did hit him. Not He's not very far down, though. That guy will be back, probably, with other people. And I'm stuck here in some drinker with no Lucan. I mean, you could probably bring him out now. I mean, now there's just one enemy. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that. Three actions unmanifest. Lucan re-enters the fray! So now it's just Lucan standing there. No some drinker. Oh, so you have to... Like swap and then resummon him. Yeah. So it's two turns. It's two turns. Oh shit. Maybe you shouldn't be fucking combined during combat, you goof. It was daylight. I don't know. Learn yeah, to fucking specifically because it was daylight. Have the guys from Twilight make you a fucking ring or something? I don't know. <laughs> Can they do that? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. You ever seen the Blade movies or fucking? I've seen the Blade movies for sure. No, not the Blade. What's the fucking? I fucking love Blade. What's the one with all the ring? Oh, I'm thinking of fucking the originals from CW. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> that I'm not familiar with. Which is make all the rings that let all the vampires walk in the sun. Okay. Not familiar with that. I've heard of it, though. It's great. Watch it all. Don't. 
<laughs> Don't. <laughs> it's not good. I gave it up after a season. It is cringy as fuck, and I watched every goddamn episode and spin off the head. There was four. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I can't watch cringy TV, man. I, it's, I wouldn't say it's really cringy. It's just very like teeny bopper. I was gonna say a teen drama. Yeah. Is it, is it a CW show? Yeah. Every one of them. Oh, oh well, that's more. I'm like, yeah, that, that, that's why. I, I may have watched a few Vampire of them as well. Diaries, followed by the original. I did watch all of Vampire by, Diaries. What the fuck was the third one? And the Legacies. last one was called. No, I thought there was one before Legacies. No, you're probably right. There might have been. There might have been. Nerds. No, not nerd. That does not make you nerd. It makes you a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference. I love the future where being a loser is worse than being a nerd. You used to be the other way around. Awesome. Losers are just fucking losers. Like. Loser. Dude, my, com- losers. my comic book knowledge right now in high school would have made me like so fucking cool. I'd be telling everybody like <laughs> Thor's origins, and they'd be like, "Tell me more." I'm getting getting so wet right now. (laughs) Tell me more, Daddy. (laughs) Prom King just dresses Thor. (laughs) Oh, shit. Anyways. All right, then after uh, Lucan pops back in, that takes us over to the mummy valet who is not as hurt, the one that's currently being flanked uses their first action to five-foot step just to the left, getting out of that flanking, uses their second action to shove Shara. Attempt to shove. Sorry, attempt to shove Shara. Success. Shove Shara. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, it's a critical. 36 is a critical. Can't push you far enough for the critical, I don't believe, because it's critical is just 10. I recall. Oh, it's just 10, and yeah, somebody's there already. I hold you in my arms. <laughs> my alive arms. So shoving Shara out the door, that mummy splits the party in half. Shara and Kix outside, Lucan and Arius inside. With their third action, they strike Shara. Oh, so you followed, okay. Followed, yep. That one on the die. Yeah, it's not gonna hit. All right, well, that takes us over to... Wait, hold on. Record scratch. Three ghosts come out of the walls. But why? Because ghosts can go through walls. We already went over this. Shouldn't be that surprising. As long as they're not PC As long as they're ghosts. not players. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, David, just pay attention more. The ghosts that come out of the walls, there's three of them. And they each pop out on a party member or a group. One of them pops outside, adjacent to Shara and Kix. Well, how did that one go through the ground? Yeah, they, they can't go through the ground, Tyler. Just walls. Like they, pop, they pop through the wall. They have a dig Anyways. speed. But we can see the other side of that wall. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't go through that wall. They actually, they, they can be in the wall. I say they can be like anywhere. Basically. They're literally like just in the walls. Uh, one pops out right next to Lucan, and one pops out right next to Arius. And each of them does essentially the same thing. They're going to intimidate the one that they came out next to, and then strike with a spectral hand. Do we get an attack of opportunity? Is it, no, it probably went through the wall, through the staircase. Yeah, it would have just yeah. like entered into the square adjacent to you. Okay, fine. <laughs> you know, fuckers going through walls, but I can't even take a swing at them. So first, the intimidation. Uh, Lucan, you'll go first here. 33 
versus your will DC. I suppose that means I am intimidated, perhaps even critically so? Probably critically, I would assume. Well, maybe not. I wouldn't be. need a 14 for it not to be a critical. Um, you said will? Yep. Yep, that's critical. Critical. On the money. Lucan is frightened, too. This is great. Love this. They strike with a spectral hand, striking Lucan for a 26 to hit. It's... Here comes a bunch of negative damage. I don't take any. Yeah, I know. A Q surprised ghost. This is Geb. Why are you surprised? They shouldn't be surprised, but they are. And then that takes us over to... Let's do the one that's next to Arius. Because it's essentially going to be roughly the same thing. Arius, it's going to be an intimidation first. Does a Ooh. 18. No, oh, that doesn't do no. That almost critically like failed. Crap on that. Makes a strike with a spectral hand. Misses with a 22. And then the final one is going to just make hand strikes. They're just going to make spectral hand strikes on Shara and Kicks, knowing that they're frightened by the valet aura. So Shara, first one on you, with a... Well, how do they know that we're frightened? But yeah, 22 misses. Because you look scared. Uh, yeah, 22. Kicks does a 28 hit. Yeah. Kicks takes 17 negative damage. I don't take negative damage either. Don't what? I? They're right? just so surprised by this. You shouldn't take the damage. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, was, there it is. Yeah. Kicks takes was this damage. campaign not made for undead? Like, nope, it's not. What the fuck is going on here? They thought a bunch of living people just end up in fucking Great, great Urge. <laughs> Are we supposed to be like a party of fucking quick? Like what? Just a bunch of slave boys at the blood A bunch of it. slaves <laughs> walking around? The, the thing that Berline gave... Kicks was that supposed to happen, or was that something you did, Tyler? No, that that is, that is book. That is so book. they so obviously point, expected everybody to be like multiple members. <laughs> they're just, just they're just trying to make us all feel really good and powerful early on before they just fucking kill us all and before they demolish you. That's yeah, what I just yeah. like. When like hey up guys, a bunch of all the negative damage shit that you guys have been immune to, that's all gone. Now we're just gonna do like straight good and positive shit. Yeah, that's just gonna pretty, yeah, ready for the positive train. Yeah, look what happened the last time four characters with the positive traits showed up. How'd that go for them? <laughs> <laughs> not well. <laughs> not, not well at all. Massacred them. So after the wraiths all go, and, you know, cue the actual surprise on the wraith who successfully struck Kicks, the human tiefling, and couldn't deal damage. So the wraiths all jump out of the walls, get the jump and surprise on you, scare a few of you, and then just deal no damage. That takes us over to Shara. It's your turn. Uh, yeah, Shara's kind of hanging out here in the middle. Um, we'll start by raising the shield. Second action, we are going to attempt to trip this guy. You want to trip a guy? You want to you help tripping? Or do you want help attacking? Well, hopefully I only need help attacking. I should be able to trip him. All right. But all depends on the dice. Yeah, probably not. 24 against his reflex. Maybe his reflex is lower. This is on a trip, you said? Yeah. 24 is a success. Yeah. Get prone, bitch. That is their low save. Okay. Now I'm going to attack him. I attempt to assist you. God, when you get to a high enough level, a critical for this will completely negate map. That's the goal. I give you a plus one. 
That'll negate my frightened condition. 24 to hit him. Hits because of the aid. Hits because of the aid. Hey, debuffs. Nice. All right. Okay, let's uh, deal some damage. 16. 16, and he takes it. Awesome. All right. That takes us over to kicks. It's your turn. How's this mummy looking in front of us? Um, this one is uh, not quite down to, to halfway. Um, really just barely three quarters down, uh, left of his and HP. The, and all of my comrades looking good? So far. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, everybody's looking really good. Cher's the only one who's taken yeah, any damage. I'm and down like much. eight hit points. <laughs> mm, I better heal you as the cleric. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm still at over 90% of my health. I don't know what I want to do, because I can't see Arius. I'm going to cast... Wait, no, actually, I think I'm going to try to attack with a telekinetic onto this guy. And we're going to amp it. Uh, 34 with a twenty. That is a critical hit. And this is amp, so it's oh shit, a lot of damage. Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> good rolls, dude. Plus four because of the the dread marshal stance, uh, and also plus six because of my psyche. <laughs> it looks like it's eight, and it included it. Oh, okay, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, it did. Oh yeah, because it's four for yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. All right, so 44 bludgeoning damage on a telekinetic projectile <laughs> at this level. That's pretty That's pretty, that's pretty drastic. Good rolls on those dice. Gotta too. love them critical telekinetic projectiles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all I got. The mummy takes 44 damage, and that takes us to the top of round four. God, that doesn't kill it. No, it does not. Now, he is under half health now, though. We start off with the mummy valet who uh, ran away, ran up the stairs last turn, shambles back down the stairs, and turns to face Arius. He can't actually reach Arius with all three actions, but he gets to the bottom of the stairs and then turns towards Arius and growls. Grr. Arius, it's your turn. Take a fucking swing at this ghost next to me. Fuck up, ghost. <laughs> 34 <laughs> hit. Ah, critical hit. That ghost touch Mr. great ghost sword. Touch. And that's 32 damage, and yes, it's a ghost touch great sword. Shit. And because of the, your crit specialization, I believe it's flat-footed too, right? Correct. Until the start of my next turn. There it goes. Alright. <laughs> Slice through the essence of this wraith, and it looks just startled as hell. Clear it, go burr. I just keep fucking swinging. I... Fuck ghosts. <laughs> oh my god, they're all 15 and then a 12. A couple of misses there. That crit hit hurt. Crit hit hurt hard. It was looking so promising. Well, that takes us over to Lucan. Lucan with the wraith, the ghost standing right next to you. It's your turn. Three actions. Manifest Eidolon directly in front of me. Oh, okay. And then when I do that, then... Sundrinker does get a single action upon being manifested and will attack Mummy Valet to the north. The one that's almost dead or the one that you get flanking on? The one that is that one to that one's almost dead? Not this one sure. that came back down the stairs is 
almost falling apart. Yeah, let's just try and kill that one while we can. No flank on this one, but... Slashing. Ah, uh, gonna miss with the 20. Uh, 20 would miss. Both the flat-footed and this one down the, uh, the stairs. And that is my turn. Then after Lucan, that takes us over to the mummy that just got knocked down on his ass by Shara. Use their first action to stand. Well, I'll Sundrinkers back. Attack of opportunity hit. I get a 25 to hit. A 25 hits. I will deal it 15 damage as it stands up. 15 damage as it stands. All right. This one is now not looking great. And they're both kind of standing next to each other. The one is on almost in absolute tatters. His arm is nearly falling off. The one that came down the stairs. But the other one's not looking much better. All right, so after the one stands, it gets smacked by Sundrinker. It actually takes a five-foot step towards Sundrinker, frustrated with the plant that keeps appearing and disappearing, and strikes them. 23 to hit. That'll miss. Okay, sorry. Let's try this again. And strikes them. Oh, even worse. 17. Miss. That's that mummy's turn. Then uh, after the mummy, it's, we're going to go over to the ghosts. Now, the ghosts uh, didn't have nearly as good of a time here as they thought they were going to have. All three of them disappear. They're always like, fuck this. Shara, it's your turn. Wow, they really just fucked up. Okay, uh, five foot step forward, raise shield. Let's attack this one that I'm flanking just because it's a little bit easier. Nice. How about a 33? Nice. 33 is a critical hit. It will take 32 damage. 32. You cut the arm off of this one entirely with the comma, and this, like, oozing, embalming ichor just starts dripping out of the shoulder stump, but it's still standing. Well, then it's frightened one, because I hit with a critical. All right. And that's my turn. Then after Shara... Takes us over to kicks. Bottom around four, it's your turn. It's my turn. So we killed the ghost outside? Or did they all disappear? They all just ran the away. Ghost just oh. all fucked off. Oh, bitches. <laughs> all right, um, I, I told the ghost to fuck off. It fucked off. Pissed yeah, off. It was ghost. successful. It's true. Yeah, listen. Ghost. Let's do some more cybers, because the fun. Yeah, the one in front of me is basically dead. Hell yeah. Let's, let's basically kill him. Well, he gets a 14 on his reflex save. Oh. Why did that... Oh, it did not crit. It didn't crit. So it should crit. Well, it didn't really matter because anything more than 7 damage was excess. You destroy the mummy with your cyburst of energy and, and the uh, all of the wraps that have been coming off of the mummy's head and is, are dangling around his neck. His head literally explodes with the force of that cyblast and pieces of preserved brain matter and skull cover Sundrinker and Shara. Hear that? You're a Jedi with the force. Yeah. That's the kineticist and they're not out yet. <laughs> you wait till this August. All right, well, that takes us over to the mummy valet who answered Arius's door knock at the very beginning of this. Uh, they're going to use their first action to step up to Arius. Would that provoke? Step. Can you go diagonal right there? Well, then fine, I'll step There's right a stairwell here. right there. I'll step right there here. Go. There we go. Step into flanking. Yeah, That's but I don't right. like that. 
But there's a fucking stairwell there. Uh, yeah, so the mummy steps into flanking because they don't really have any other option if they want to smack Arius, and they really want to smack Arius. Because I kicked the door in? Because you kicked the door in, you're disturbing you're, you're the peace. You're going to die over a door. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mummies are notoriously stubborn. 32 to hit. Yeah, 32 would just be a regular hit. Regular hit? All right. Yeah. So, Arius, take 13 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then, then for their final action, very, probably very literally, they're going to turn around and strike Shara. Oh, very literally. Don't. Very, yeah, by a lot. Yeah, 15 misses by half at this point, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that is the mummy's turn. That takes us to Arius. It's your turn. First two actions, intimidating strike. 29 to hit? 29 hits. Okay. Oh my god, that's terrible fucking damage. Uh, 10 damage. Yeah, that was pretty bad. You didn't a kill it with the 10 three. damage. It's frightened one now, though. Oh, it is. Third action, I take another swing. Everybody's so scared. 27 to hit? That hits. Much better damage. 26 damage. <laughs> 26. Well, all you needed was 7. You completely chopped, this, chopped the mummy in half. So about that one chance to run away. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> that is the combat. We are out of initiative right now. However, you do know two things. The mummy went upstairs, and the wraiths are now gone. We've broken in, murdered two mummies, and alerted three ghosts. I guess we're committed to this course of action. What more lays in store for us within this witch's abode? Find out next time as we continue Blood Lords. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.